Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Thank you. The title of the sermon this morning is to encourage yourself and encourage others. Uh, pretty simple, pretty simple um, title. And it was quite easy for when, when yesterday and I got up and I was listening to um, listening to the news and everything else and the woes of everyone and, and the woes of the hemises and, you know, and, 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 and I just, dear me, you know, how simple it is just to get off track um, from God and, you know, because it, something's happening, you know, um, and I thought, right, you know, and I just went into, into my office and started, you know, Linda said, what are we going to do? And I said, I'm, I'm just going to go in the office and see what happens. And I sit there and I'm reading my Bible. And, and you know, as I was reading and writing and studying, I was, I was feeling better anyhow. You know, I wasn't better, but I was feeling better, <laughs> you know. And so I thought, God, this is, this, this is, this is good. And so I had a, a pretty good day yesterday. Not well. And, you know, I don't feel well now, but I just felt that I... I needed, I needed this. I needed the word of God. I needed, I needed to, to, to be with some fellow fellowship people that are the same as me. I just needed to take, you know, whether it be two of us, it, it, it's irrelevant because God tells us two or more, you know, we should be in our midst. So I know God is here this morning. And I started to look at plans, but I didn't, I didn't start preaching on plans, but something hit me. There's an old saying, which, which, which was, which went like this, the best laid, plans of mice and men and I thought to myself I'm sure that was a book I'm sure there's a book I read you know I don't know how many years ago um you know and I thought I thought it was a bit of a crazy book in one respect but when I looked on the internet um and it said it was it was started from a um, a poem by Robert Burns as, as the Scots would call him Rabbit Rabbi Burns and it simply tells us no matter how hard we plan um, even to every eventuality that we could possibly think or imagine, things can still go wrong. Amen. Um, you know, some people call it Murphy's Law. Some people call it Sod's Law. And it always seems that the things that you don't want to go wrong, go wrong. You know, I don't know when, what it, whatever it is. But it, it, it's pretty simple in one respect. Why? Because we have no control over so many things in this world. Zero control. We even haven't got control of one another of how we say things or react to things. We can't even control one another. So the only thing we can try to control is ourselves. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing, you know? And I said, because I looked and I said, you know, how many times have we heard the weather forecast and it's wrong? <laughs> you know, and even with all the science they've got and all the satellites and spaceships and computers, and they say, oh, it's going to be this degrees tomorrow when you wake up with your, with your, with your T-shirt on and the frost's outside. So I just thought that it's crazy. People, traffic, wars, politics, children, yeah, we actually don't have very much control over everything. So the only thing we have, we ought to be able to control. And I've changed it now. 
notice ought to is ourselves. And even that is sometimes too difficult for people. Amen. So it's really important. So every one of us have got our own problems and we know they will come because the Lord tells us and we know where that is. That's in John 16, 33. And he tells us these things I have spoken to you, all these things he's spoken to Jesus, that in me you might have peace. And there it is again, isn't it? That in Jesus will have the peace. Nowhere else in Jesus will have the peace. In this world, you shall have tribulation. That tribulation is trials, it's tests, it's problems, it's, it's everything we don't like, but it's here. And the world knows that. And the world is just accentuating every problem it possibly can to divide everyone. And that's, it's, just the, it's the enemy's work to cause division. Because if you remember what Jesus said, you never go into the into the strong man's household until you bind the strong man. And that's what he's doing. But when a house is divided, it shall fall. So what, what the demons do is divide everyone. So we can, they can attack everyone singular and take them away. So that's why, you know, that we read in, 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 in you know, about being in the family today. It's, you know, it, it's so important that we have each other at least to try and support um, one another. But, you know, when we became born again Christians and we heard the gospel and these things began to affect us and, and you know, and, and, and you think to yourself that something something was awakened inside us that we heard this this good news um, as, as, as the Bible calls the gospels. And we heard this good news, something awoken us to listen and then to believe. So, so it tells us there's something in everyone that can be woken up to listen and believe. And that's the problem, isn't it? We listen and sometimes we don't believe. And it's really important that we, when we see the word of God and, it, and, it, and, it, and, and we know it's, it's correct that we put it into our life, we can't just keep falling back into our old ways. It's got to be that sanctification day by day, moving further and further away what the world tells us and moving further into what the Lord um, has for us. And we've seen it. There's so many people that um, have become born again, and, and the Bible said, calls them, they, you know, backsliders. They backslid and they fall away. And it and it's and it's so simple. But when we're not not doing those things that God has asked us to do, we begin to follow our own path. And that's why the word is so encouraging. That when we read it and it tells us what what's going to happen, and if we do this, it won't happen. And if we do this, it might not happen. And if we do this, at least we've got the faith to say, he's going to see me through this. He's going to help me with this. He's going to do that for me. He's going to love me. He's going to bless me. And that is so important to, to, to understand. These are the promises of God. And some of us um, also believe when we can. We can, oh, great, I'm going to become a Christian. God's going to give me everything. And my life's going to be, you know, I'm just going to float down the stream in my little dinghy you know, and do a bit of fishing and the sun shines on me, like, you know, it's just going to be a nice little trip down. I'll look at the mountains and, the, you know, in other words, it's going to be an, an easy life. I'm sorry. Um, the Bible has, has never, ever said anything like that. And God's promise is that when you come to these times, I shall be with you. And that's why he asks us to stay with him. So that, that confidence, that faith kicks in. So we can be those people that he wants us to be, and we can 
still be blessed even in the midst of a storm. That's so, that's so important for, for, for all of us. Um, we have to be so thankful that he has saved us. Honestly, you've got to keep looking back to that, all these times that he's baptised us and he filled us with the Holy Spirit and what you felt and the realisation and also what you've learned so far. It, you've got to keep standing on that rock of what he's done. That's the helmet of salvation. It's to, it's to stop us thinking of all the other things that takes us away from him. And, and, and it's these promises. <laughs> it's these promises, I promise you, that keep me going. Because if, if I didn't have those promises, I don't know where I'd be. And, you know, and, 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 pe and people who know, who have got illnesses, like, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like doing this. But that's the time we've just got to pick the Bible up and just read it. But, you know, even some of the promises that God gives us, it just, you know, we've got to stick them into our head and just, just say that's where they're going to stay. You know, I will be with you always until the end of the age. You know, there's a, isn't that beautiful? You know, not, not with you when you're suffering, not with you when you're happy, but with you always, as long as we stay with him. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll deliver you from all evil. I'll send the comforter. So, you know, so, but why? Because he's the God of all comfort. That's what the Bible says. All comfort. In what situation? In all situations. You know, so many... So many scriptures are there to try to help us through this journey of life. So much truth to set us free. So many promises so that, so that we can see that we're on the right path and that we, no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. You know, and, and that's what it is. You know, people say, oh, Kevin's read from Ecclesiastes today, you know, but, you know, the first one it says is the time to live and a time to die. So, you know, it, it, it tells us that at the end of this life, no matter what we want to think, but the problem we've got is that the promise that Jesus said, he said, I have conquered death. That's what he died for, to conquer death and to show there's going to be a resurrection by him himself, the man Jesus being resurrected. And all that, and that's that, that base of the resurrection. That gives us the great encouragement, Jesus rose again. We've only got two examples of people that went, to, went straight to heaven without doing anything. And it was Enoch and Elijah. Nearly lost it. Enoch and Elijah, those two went straight to heaven. Why? Because they were servants of God. They were just doing whatever God told them to do. So these are the beautiful things that, you know, that I, we've got to have because at, at, at the end of the day, some people seem to have a terrible life. Don't they need Jesus? That's the time we've just got to hang on to every word of God that we've got. You see, we have a saviour. We have a saviour. That's what he is, a saviour. Someone to come to save you no matter where you are. No matter what sickness, no, no, no matter how you feel, no, no matter what's going on around us. You know, he said, I've come to save you. And what's he coming to save? Our flesh or our souls? It's our souls. And see, this flesh is only, only a vehicle for life. Somebody's vehicles are better than others. Isn't that the same in the natural? 
You know, the same in the natural. It's, it's, it's incredible. Every natural thing we look at, it, you know, God said, I'll show the spiritual by the natural. Everything about us, everything we look at about ourselves shows us the natural and the spiritual. So it's so encouraging to see. But what happens? The trials come and the persecutions come and all the problems come and people then make up their own minds and don't follow God and it gets worse. It does get worse. Everyone that I've seen that's moved away from God, from out of their mouths, you can hear the lack of faith. And yet God did save them. So sometimes God gives us the trials and the tests to grow our faith, to show us where our faith is. And that's so important. So if we feel like we've moved away, all we have to do is repent and move back. It's quite simple, you know, and God, God, how many times can we fall? The Bible says the righteous man can you know, fall seven times a thing, and God picks them up. What is he saying? Yeah, it's okay making mistakes, but get back on track. You know, let's, let's, let's speak the good things of God. Let's not speak always, you know, I mean, all, all, we've all got problems. You know, and, and I, I could give you a thousand problems I've got, but I'm not going to. I've given them to the Lord. I'm, 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 I'm got to make sure that I'm okay. And you see, but, but also know that we, we, us human beings, are our own worst enemies. We're born again Christians. We love the times when we, when we, when the Holy Spirit comes and we have these great services and the word's great and everyone's happy and happy clapping. Uh, but because why? Because when the Lord Presence comes into our midst. We know we feel we feel the Lord. We feel the presence of God, and it makes us feel good. It's it's a great thing, you know. And we've ended up sometimes just in quietness, just 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 feeling the presence of God. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And and the Bible says there's no greater thing than being in the presence of God. That's why we do it. That's our encouragement. That's our encouragement. Doing those things and getting together and, and, and learning. That's our encouragement. God is encouraging you all the time. He gave us his spirit in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we all who received spoke in tongues. God's language. And we can only utter it as the spirit of God speaks through us. Man, that's an encouragement. Knowing that it's God's spirit that's speaking through us and it's not us. That's why, you know, he encourages us like Paul the Apostle. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Isaiah 28. Listen, just, just listen to this for a bit. Whom will he teach knowledge? Sorry, Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. Whom will he teach knowledge and whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, question mark. Those just drawn from the breast, question mark. But precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. But with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Listen carefully to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest and 
This is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was to them. The same word of the Lord to us. This tongues is our refreshing. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. This is what he's teaching us. All these things out of the Bible. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. That they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and caught. In other words, he's teaching us all the time. Speaking in tongues can be a great refreshing um, for all of us. See, there's all these scriptures, because God wants to comfort us. God wants to refresh us. God wants to strengthen us. And so all these things are, are here just to help every, every single one of us be what God wants to be. Honestly, he, he truly is amazing. He's, he's an awesome God, how much he wants to do, do for us. And so, you know, yet again, it's entirely, entirely up to us. Listen. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 6. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. That's mysteries to us, not to God. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Build yourself up. Isn't that amazing? That when we speak in tongues, we're building ourselves up. And, 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 in, um, and, it, and it tells us in Jude, you know, praying, praying in the Holy Spirit, building ourselves up. It's, you know, that's why it's there for. So this is our encouragement to edify ourselves using these things. Um, of the spirit we can see this is a this is, this is beautiful and a wonderful way of encouraging ourselves letting the spirit flowers communicating back to god the spirit from god speaking through our mouth flowing back up to god it is truly a wonderful thing that god is praying through us what not for what uh, could be for what we want but could be for what god wants but it's our refreshing it's a time of rest for us to stop struggling and let God flow through us in his spirit. And it is a great, it's a, it's a great feeling to have. And don't forget, the enemy wants to stop each one of us doing anything like this. Anything at all. And, and also, and what's worse, is receiving what God intends to give us. It's why we meet. It's why we go to church. It's why we have Bible studies. It's why we get together. And even fellowship together, you know, that the people that ring me in the week, we're having our own fellowship on the on the telephone and we, we talk about things and, you know, we pray and, and th do things of God and, and also have a laugh, you know, and that, that's that's the proper fellowship, isn't it? That's the fellowship that, um, we, that, that we should have. And, of course, it's to build one another up, to encourage one another, to support, to help, to guide, to show love, all those beautiful things that God wants us to be. Um, to one another it, it, and, and it is the simple things like attending church and bible study and doing our own and prayer those are the simple foundations of our faith the simple foundations of our faith that anyone can do anyone can do so you know they're not the difficult things he's not asking you to go um and, and you know and preach and, and preach the gospel to parliament next time it sits he's just asking us to pray 
to get together and, and learn and things like that. So, you know, those are the, the simple building blocks of, of, every, of everyone's faith. It's why, gave us, uh, it's why God gave us so many promises, to encourage us, to you know, for, for us to follow and to learn. And then to, to do those things he asked us to do, to cast the burdens to him day in, day out of what our problems are, you know, our families and everything else that we've got, you know, keep casting them, keep asking for the strength and keep reading, keep taking the scriptures upon ourselves. That's the encouragement that we can have for ourselves. And don't forget, when we do that, God encourages us as well. That's the beauty. When we're doing this studying and meeting, God is there. He's trying there to just to encourage you again and guide us and lead us. That's when we see the spiritual things happening, when we're doing those things, when we're doing those things of our God. You know, it's it just we need to do this daily to him. Why? So we can trust him to take our burdens and to give us his strength. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's that love and comfort that we need when we're struggling. It's that love and the comfort from God that we need when, 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 when we're struggling. And, and it's the power of God that we need for when we're fighting. So, you know, it's all these, these things that he's promised to give us, to give us the courage and, and boldness and the love and compassion to do the things that he's asked us to do, not what we think we should do, but what he's asked us to do. So it is so important. And that's why he encourages us with the scripture. Listen. Jesus is our advocate. He stands before God like our, like our lawyer, you know, because don't forget, he still has to talk to the Father. He's given all power on heaven and earth. We know all that. We know God is with him. But when he has to do something, he still asks his Father. There's a day that he hands all the power back, but that's for a, a, another sermon. And so he is, he, he stands before the Father interceding for you. Isn't that amazing? That's what it says in the Bible. He intercedes for each one of us. So when we go to him, I believe he goes to the Father and says, here we go. This is it. I mean, he could answer us, but of course, if you think about it, he's always prayed to the Father. Even though he's got the power of him inside, he still asks his Father. And he only does what the Father shows him. So we're the same. We're only doing what the Father has shown Jesus and, and, and we're following that Bible because that's what we've been shown. This is God's word. So it really is important. It's why, it, it's why we can go boldly into the throne room of God. Isn't that amazing? That, you know, we can go boldly, you know. And then there is a time that we just walk in and go, Father, I'm really struggling. You know, what's going on, you know, you know. Guide me here, Lord. What have I done wrong and repented? All those things, you know, and asking for forgiveness, you know, but asking for the things you want as well, you know, for the love, for the comfort. God said he's our comfort. He's our comforter in all things. And, you know, and we're a comfort for each other as well. And there's nothing like when you're, when you're not very well or you're upset is for another, another person to give you a hug you know, and just, just to show love, you know, it is, it's needed, that flesh needs that as well, it's the same as, it's the same as receiving the word, and, and all those things, God loves us, and he shows us through those things, but it's also for us to, you know, that, that human contact, you know, God made this flesh to be sensitive, amen, 
everything. It's that sensitive that you can feel one hair on your body being touched. Man, that's sensitive, isn't it? Some people's, some people's um, feelings are, are more sensitive than other people's. And that's just the difference of people. For I believe today we're all, we're all going through these tough times. You know, we, we, see the, we see the results of the church and so many things are, um, are negative. And so it even tells us more importantly that we've got to get more strength. We've got to encourage one another. We've got to do those things that God has asked us to do. We're all going through tough times. And the church um, is going through a tough time. But listen, it's only following the world there, isn't it? The world is going through one of the, the worst times that we've had. And this is not, not just world wars. It's a, it's a worldwide it's a worldwide panic, pestilence, but it's created the biggest debt the world has ever seen. Nobody's got any money. Everybody wants money. And it's, you can see the enemy stirring the whole world up at the moment now. And it's getting ready for, for, for the end times. <laughs> no wonder Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's not the earthly things that will give us peace and joy. Can do in a very small way and for a very small amount of time. That peace and joy um, is, Jesus's, uh, is Jesus's promise. It's Jesus's promise to us. He tells us in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, he says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, we worry about things and we can do nothing about it. That's why we cast our burdens to him. We cast them in prayer and, you know, and the detail, our supplication of specific things we want to happen. But all the time, we've got to thank him. We've got to thank him for where we are today. We've got to thank him for our problems and our trials and our tribulations. It's easy to thank him for the, for the kindness and love and, and help people give us. But, you know, it's about having this heart of thanksgiving. Why? Because it encourages ourselves. And God encourages us by these sorts of scriptures. And that peace is something that you just have inside you that it's okay. It's an internal peace which says, man, what can I do about this? Nothing. So why can I worry about it? Take it to God, cast your burden to him and just carry on and do the things that will strengthen us and make our lives better. It's so important. And we know, we know that the Bible tells us about all these, these incredible things um, about the fruit of the spirit. And of course, the fruit of the spirit talks about love. And it talks about joy and peace. 
It talks about self-control and all those things. So we, we know these are encouraging scriptures to say that, you know, that, that you know, we can control ourselves. We can do those things that God has asked us to do. And we will get love. And of course, and, and we will get joy. You know, God, God tells us he shall fulfill our joy. And he said he will have joy unspeakable. And people go, well, it's, yeah, I don't think it's a fun joy. It's just a joy of the Lord to know that we're, we're going to be okay. And, you know, and, and when we are not well or things are looking wrong and things are going wrong, you know, some in, inside we're still going to be able to say, oh, okay, I'm saved. I'm doing the things that God has asked me to do. I'm at peace with God and myself. I know the world's a mess. You know, I'll pray for it and I'll do my little bit. Um, to help um, and that's as much um, as we as we can do so that kingdom of God is righteousness it's doing the right things it's doing the godly things to separate ourselves from the world and take hold of the word of God so we can be blessed you see it, that being in the spirit it will bring us the joy of the Lord because that's what it said peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So that's where we're going to get it when we move away from our flesh, start praying in the, the spirit and seeing those things and, and reading the scriptures and getting into that spirit. That's where our peace, our joy, our direction um, will come from. Colossians 3, 14 to 17. The greatest gift that God has got for us is his love. He's a God of love and he loves us all and wants the best for us. And he's a father that we can go to and tell him all our problems, tell him our anger and everything else. It's not a, it's not a problem to God because he already knows. He just wants our honesty and our faith and our trust in him. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond perfection for us to show each other love is our bond of perfection to each other to show our love for god by by trying to do the things that he asks us shows our love for him and of course our faith and it tells us in verse 15 and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful isn't it amazing? Be thankful that he called us into this one body, this born-again body of, 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 of believers. And be thankful that we're there. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it grow in you. Let it be there with you every day. In wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is God trying to encourage us. And I've just got one little bit more scripture to read to you um, before, before, I, before I close. Every time... You look in your Bible, you'll always find something to encourage you. 
And so God is encouraging us from Psalm 31. I'm just going to read from one to five. There's just thousands of scriptures, but this one I read just stuck out to me. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. I'm trusting God with my life. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defence to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Today, Lord, pull us out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that no matter where we are, you will come to us, Lord, and encourage us and guide us and lead us to where you want us to be. Help us to trust you, Father, this morning. Help us to increase our learning, Father, to get stronger, to be more separated, to be able to do the work of God. So, Father, this morning, will you encourage your church? Will you touch hearts, minds, bodies, heal, guide, comfort, soothe, love, Fill us with your spirit and remind us that we are a child of God. And we are upon this earth, not just to take and take and take, but we're on this earth to be just like Jesus, who got on his hands and knees and washed his disciples' feet and said, I have not come to be served, but I've come to serve. Father, help us be that image of serving others, even to sometimes before we even serve ourselves. Encourage us today, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.